So let us read from the book of Romans chapter 12. Let's say, I beseech you, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Let us also read Romans chapter 8 verse 29. And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the called according to his purpose. For whom he did for one know, he also did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. Abarumi munana sulabiri munana. Eratumani interiabo abagala katunda. Eraba itiwa oloktesa kubekuri. Ebiintubio na aiba kolera wamu oloburunji. Kubanga beyamani da. Eraba yaba ula da. Moreover, whom he did predestinate, them he also called, and whom he called, them he also justified, and whom he justified, them he also glorified. May the Lord add blessing to the reading of his word. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we thank you for this day and for the greatest privilege that man can have to be called a child of God. A position you never gave even angels. And now, Lord, as your children, we are gathered around your table to feed on the word of God. As the preacher said the other Sunday, that he does not come to church to hear the word, but he comes to feed on the word of God. For truly, we are a spiritual who live in a physical body. As the physical body has to feed on food, physical, to have strength and life, our spirit body came from the word of God. And we must always feed on the word of God to have life. So give us life, give us strength to overcome the temptations and the challenges that come to us day by day. We ask and pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Praise God. So, 
We have seen, we have covered a lot in this uh, subject. We have learned a lot. It has taught us uh, even a, a bit of uh, health. We have seen how the enemy came and destroyed what God had made for his children. He deformed it and through perversion because the deformation perversion through that he made an Eden, Satan's Eden. And the enemy came not but to steal, to kill and to destroy. So whatever he does. That he has made a, a comfortable place for you. It is still death. It is still death. He perverted the food. He has perverted the education systems. The governments. The government. The way man ought to be led. Certain perverted it. And through all those perversions. He has made an Eden. And in his Eden. Like God made an Eden and put his bride. That is his family. Satan also has put his bride. In his Eden. And that bride. Is. The great horror of Revelation 17. And her daughter churches. And the great horror. The Bible says she sat upon many waters. And then the Bible goes on to. Uh, interpret what that means. Say the many waters means multitudes of people different races and different tongues and different nations. So this is a war. Meaning a woman, an ill-famed woman. And in the Bible, a woman types the, the, uh, the church. A decent woman types the bride of Jesus Christ. And an ill-famed woman types Babylon. The mother of abominations. The mother of all wrong things. Abominations. Amen. Amen. So this woman is the Roman Catholic Church because there is no other church that is seated on 
multitudes much waters of nations, tongues, races and and the Bible says the kings of the earth were made to drunk with the wine of her fornication. So tell me which church has influence even on the kings of the earth. Mean the leaders of the world, the presence of nations, it is none other but the Roman Catholic Church. But unfortunately, she's a whore. What makes her a whore? It's not that she's not named after Jesus. But she's not faithful to Jesus. A woman who is not faithful to one man. She's a whore. Praise God. She allows her womb to receive seeds from her husband and from other men. So that is a church that is not careful to protect her womb only for the seed of Jesus. And the seed of Jesus is the Bible. Bible is the word of God. So a church which would take the Bible and also takes the words of the, of the, of the synod our bishops they sat in the synod and decided and changed this and agreed that we shall follow this no man has a right to discuss about God's word. To reason about it. To question about it. Or to change it. We must only take it and believe it. Amen. Amen. But these people, these religions, they are not careful. Because exactly. The way Ahoa is not careful to keep her body for one man. Amen. Amen. And I believe before and after. Before she marries, listen, women. Brother Bram said that God gave you a sacred responsibility to keep your body for only one man. That is the man who will marry you. Praise God. That's why However much God says, I hate divorce. But if a man put away a woman for the sake of fornication, God allows him and allows him to marry another. 
I know that sounds very strange to the religious denomination of minded people. But it is the Bible. Jesus said, if a man put away his wife, except for the cause of fornication, he causes her to commit adultery. How does he cause that? Because the Bible says it is not possible only to those who were given by God. Otherwise, not possible to remain alone. So if your husband put you away, the possibility is that the possibility is high that you will marry another man. And when you marry another man, you will be committing adultery. And him also, it is not possible that he will remain unless it was given him by God. It is possible that he is going to marry another. And marriage after that first one on both the man or the woman that is put away will be adultery. But the Bible said for the cause of fornication. Jesus said except for the cause of fornication. And fornication is not adultery. And adultery is not fornication. Fornication means the unmarried meeting a man. Or the unmarried meeting a woman. That is fornication. But if the married meets another man or another woman but Jesus Christ was very specific unless except for fornication that means a man marrying a woman and then he discovers She's not the way God made her. She has already tampered her body with a, with a man. That man has a, a right from Jesus Christ to put her away and is free to marry her. That is how serious. Because a woman is a very sacred person. She must type either the church of Jesus Christ, the bride of Jesus Christ, or the whore. Or Satan is bride. For Satan is Eden. Hallelujah. Amen. 
But we know that if it happened that this girl ever messed her life and now she repented to God and now she has found a man to marry her she must confess the uncleanness she made. And this brother takes her on the basis of I forgive you. I will take you as you are. And then from thereafter, he has accepted how he cannot put her away. But it is on the basis of confession and forgiveness. But if he only just discovers, this lady takes it for granted. Will you marry me? Yes. He takes it for granted. Today people take sin for granted. Either they are not taught or they are just reckless. Some people to sin in the sin of immorality and sex, they take it as for Granted, granted. So easily. And for any reason. The man just pulls them by the ear. Come and they go. They take it easily. That's the, the, the generation we a rotten and perverted and wicked generation. But God hates immorality. God hates sexual immorality. He hates it. In the first generation, he destroyed Noah's time because of that. And even thereafter, in the laws of God, he put it that if a woman will do that and produces a child out of immorality, that child will be filthy before God for 10 generations. And 10 generations means 400 years. That child will be dirty before God for 400 years. What does that mean? Even the children that she will produce, they will have a bit of, of that stain. The more she produces and the more they produce themselves, the more that stain reduces. Reduces. Until for after 400 years, the, the one that will produce thereafter will be clean. Imagine that. 
We only thank God for the grace of God. That the the blood of Jesus Christ is powerful to divorce that sin. And there is a controversy here. Because Brother Branham when he was preaching how it is very few people will make it. Then he he analyzed the immoralities that are going on today. How many children are being born out of out of fornication. The world is populated by such people. And it means the chance is very narrow. For such people because he said God does not change. Then he said, show me where he changed that. As if someone who was born that way, still the chance is narrow. But again in another place, when he was asked, he said, Today, the blood of Jesus Christ has power to take away that stain. The stain that lived on person for 400 years. Today the blood of Jesus has power to take it away from the person. But the difference is, where is the difference? The power of the blood. The stain is there, yes. It is that Firm and it's that, it's that concentrated and strong. But only it meets its, its match. A powerful uh, bleach. That is the blood of Jesus Christ. And it dissolves it. God's mind about immorality has never changed. Only the blood of Jesus is very powerful. But God hates it in the same way. But now, it seems as if there is a contradiction. He shows in in the message straight in the gate as if very few people will make it because of that. And again here he says, and here he says the blood of Jesus has power. Truth is in the middle of the line. Like the preacher used to say that this is my, my, my thinking. Let me also say this is my perception. You know, there are people who will, for some reason or another, they will go to heaven. 
Maybe in the second resolution, you will say, I was uh, naked, you closed me, I, I was sick, you visited me, me. I was hungry, you fed me. For some reason, they enter. Where they did not personally go through that process of the new birth. They were, for some reason, they were failed to see it. Maybe because of the false teachers, because of bad water, but they were illicit. And they will go, they will go through. But there are those who will go to heaven because they have eternal life right from here. Before they left here, they got eternal life. They were born again. So now, where the blood, I believe, where the blood of Jesus Christ cannot fail because this child was born in sin is if this child on their own have accepted the blood and given their souls to the Lord Jesus Christ. They have accepted him as their personal Lord and their personal Savior. The blood of Jesus Christ cannot fail to serve them. He will serve them. He will cleanse them. He will fill them with the Holy Spirit. He will take them. He will give them eternal life. But besides that, the chance is sealed away from them. Praise be the name of the Lord. So that is how much God hates to morality. Woman, you must keep your body. And remember it is said about a woman. Not about a man. That does not give permission for men to mess. But a woman types the church. In this context this morning we are typing the church. The church of Jesus Christ. And the church of the devil. The bride of Jesus. And the bride of Satan. Who is the bride of Jesus Christ? Is the born again church. I'm not talking about born again religion. I'm talking about the born again church. The blood of Jesus Christ. Those people who have accepted the word of God. And have received the baptism of the Holy Spirit. They have been born into the blood of Jesus Christ. They walk by the word, they live by the word. That is the blood of Jesus Christ. That is the bride of Jesus Christ. Praise God. So, then the bride of Satan is the denominational church. That great whore with her daughters. They are the bride of Jesus of the, of the of Satan. 
in the midst of Satan's Eden. And we are only typing. Saying. What defiles a natural woman. Until a man has a right to. Not to take her is what defiles a, a spiritual woman for Jesus not to take her. And what keeps the bride church virgin and vacuous for Jesus Christ that's what protects the spiritual church for the marriage of the Lamb. Praise God. Although I didn't intend to go there, but still I've gone there. Let me bring to your attention a concern. Uh, if a, a girl is exposed to a man, or to a brother, to, to, a bro, to, a, to a young man. Over brother, ne sister, and they have made a vow. And then before this brother takes this girl, kati brother into his bosom. He discovers she is committing a. What is that, by the way? Is that fornication? Is it adultery? I mean, the wrong act done on a vow. Some some people say it's adultery. Others say it is fornication. Or it's both. <laughs> Some people even have discussed this with ministers. Better outside ministers, some of them say it is adultery. Because their vow marries them. But although your vow marries you, but the physical interaction. Your vow has not married you. Your vow marries you spiritually in the heart, in the spiritual realm. But the reason why that brother should not even hold you beyond a handshake. I said that word, I've said that word beyond a handshake. And then one sister put a, 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 a question on, a, on, the, on the forum. Where is the quote? Where is the quote? By the way, how do you ask for a quote publicly? You ask it to your pastor. Whether I have the quote, whether I don't have it. Whether I have a quote, whether I don't have it. 
Zozi gama antibuwa mnye gera Bumuwa mchua Bichuchi Oja kuchanu kula kuna kulomu sangu and those that say if you kiss her or embrace her those quotes are many and they say you'll answer it for the job to the job that you also show me a quote that says you accepted to eat cassava don't you ever ask a quote because tomorrow I'll ask you for a quote that says that you accepted to eat kama it's just common sense some things are just common sense if I say beyond a handshake this is a handshake now you show me else that I can touch a woman beyond here and it is decent just common sense where else Show me that you hold her here. On the leg. I ought not to touch her if she's not my wife. Where here. I ought not to. On the head. I ought not to. Even the nose. Show me somewhere else. Do I need a quote for that? Common sense. Common sense. Here do we hold our sisters beyond handshakes? Why do you hold this one beyond a handshake? Why? Brother Branham Yagamba. Brother Branham said, Yet the war, though she's yours, war, but she has not yet become yours until the preacher. From now, you are husband and wife. Until the, until the preacher pronounces that from today onwards, your husbands and wives, and a veil is taken off of her. And then the pastor will allow you and say, now you are allowed to make a couple kiss. You can make a couple kiss, you can make a, 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 a you can embrace her. But at the permission of the pastor, if you do beyond that, you will answer for that sin on the dog judgment. Now what sin is it? Are you committing adultery with her or you are committing fornication? You are committing fornication. What about if another man now, if she gives herself to another man who is not even you? Yes. We wow. In the spirit world, she is someone's wife. But in the physical world, her body must not be any man's wife until So if she does it, she's a defiled woman. And because Joseph was a just man, he was careful not to make her a public example. But he wanted to leave her secretly. So that he doesn't ashamed her. 
If you have a vow with a girl, and then here she is committing adultery with Kajubi. And the other time with Sendagara. For you, you intended to marry a virtuous girl. Now, before you bring her into your life, she has already defiled her life. It, it means even the vow that she made with you wasn't serious. For the cause of fornication, you can put that one away. free. And you're free. Amina. Amen. Yes. We wow. We ought to marry virtuous women. The one that is not virtuous. You marry her because a fault came upon her. She has regretted. She has repented. The blood of Jesus has already cleansed her. You cannot count it on her. Yes. We wow. And you take it, you take her that way. Yeah, she just failed. Either before she knew God. Okay, even, even if it happens after she regretting. knew God, she just failed and she's regretting. And she has repented to God. Now you also, as she has repented to you, it's okay, let me forgive her. That is the basis. That is the only basis. But we are supposed to marry virtuous women. Clean. Who type, who type the virtuous bride of Jesus Christ? God is making a whole race of people. Brother Bram said, if it is in the world, Brother Bram said, if it is in the world, it's in the world there, hog eats hog. Very hogs, those hogs eating hogs. Not in the kingdom of God. The Bible says, let not even fornication be mentioned in your midst. God hates it. Amen. Why? A woman. A typing. She's a reflection of the church. Of the bride of Jesus Christ. The bride of Jesus Christ. That's the church. But a new formed one. A dirty one. Immoral one. She types the bride of Satan. Which is found in Revelation 17. Do you know why we must keep our bloodline clean? 
We are typing something. Amen. Amen. So, you have seen all that. Satan is Eden, we have seen. Through perversion. Through science. He has perverted the plants. Has planted, he has perverted the human minds. He has perverted the social life, the politics of the world, the crops, the plants, the lifestyle. Everything. It has made an Eden. It is full of death. It is full of wickedness. It's a hybrid. Hybrid in the plants. Hybrid politics. Hybrid, hybrid. Hybrid minds. And those and hybrid doctrines making a hybrid church hybrid, hybrid, hybrid oh blessed be the name of the Lord because Satan is not a creator he cannot create an Eden but he deforms he hybrids what God made and uh, through that, deforming it, amen, to something else, to a perversion. And by that, he makes his own thing. That's what he has done. Even Satan could not make his own church. He just got the church that Jesus Christ uh, made and he, and he hybrid it. Where have I put my handkerchief? Deacons find me when I had one. I don't know. Amen. Amen. So, Satan is church. Can you say Satan? It is a hybrid. Mareto. Amen. But in the midst of all that, Amen. We want, now we have seen that. We have, we have seen that part. Now we want to see, uh, we have seen also that when God was making everything here, uh, He put the seeds. Every attribute in the seeds. And he buried those seeds. And those seeds had everything. Everything they needed. To make his vision come true. I preached this very message in Kayunga last Sunday. But I gave it a title that I called the vision 
the seed of the vision. In other words, God had a vision. In the mind, he had this tree. This, he had it. If you ask God to draw for you this tree, or to show you this tree, he could have given you a vision of it. But if you ask him, where can I find it? I want to touch it. He would tell you it's not anywhere. It is just in my mind. But, this tree is in this seed. He would show you the seed. And that is a seed of his vision. He has this tree in a vision. And the seed of this tree to bring to pass his what is in his vision. So is the word of God. The word of God is a seed. Amen. Amen. It is a seed of the vision of God. If you ask God. Where is a church? That is uh, like the book of Acts. Where is that super race church? Where is that church in the image of God? Where is that church of the adoption of the adopted sons of God? I want to meet it. I want to see it. God will not show it to you. Physically, it will not take you where they assemble. But God will give you the seed for that church that he has in his vision. So even me, God has me in his vision of what I'm going to become. And he has the seed of what I'm going to become. And that seed is his word that he has given me. That word is in me. And I live by that word. That word is going to transform itself into the image of me that God has. Oh, blessed be the name of the Lord. And in the book of Revelation, God shows us that vision. He shows the as the bride of the Lamb. Praise God. He shows us New Jerusalem. And he said, this is now the tabernacle of God with his people. They shall live with him. They shall dwell with him. And there shall not be no more sorrows. God himself will wipe every tear from their eyes. Oh, and he shall dwell with them forever. They shall be his children. And he shall be his people. And go and John also was shown a multitude standing on Mount Zion that no man could number. God has a vision of what we are going to be. But that vision may not be there now in reality. But he has a seed 
Same applies to this church. If God is the one who started this ministry, if, if He's the one who started this church, He is the porter. And we are clear. We may not 
be like it. We may not look like it. We may not appear like it. But brother, sister, at the end of the process, we are going to be like this. Praise God. We may look weak. We may look down. But we are persecuted but not forsaken. We are cast down but not destroyed. Amen. We are moving on by the grace of God. Praise be the name of the Lord. He has the mind. Now what is the transformation quickly? I'm reading from paragraph 212. From that message, God is power to transform. Meaning on those other paragraphs, the 212, we have covered all that we, we have covered in that time. But now it now what is the transformation? Quickly. How do we get it? What does the transformation? God does it by his spirit. Of his word. The spirit of God. Comes upon the word. Amen. And quickens it. To transform that what he put in that word. Like the conditions for a seed quickens what God put in the seed. What does the transformation God does it by the spirit of his word. He, he plants his seed, throws his spirit on it, and it brings forth the product. He plants his seed, Amen. Throws his spirit on it. And it brings forth the product. His Holy Spirit transforms the seed word in to be vindicated by its kind. Praise be the name of the Lord. You see this message is so rich. You read one statement. It opens many other doors. Now do you see why? It's very important. The atmosphere you live in. Not only that. It's very important. The atmosphere. You put your family or your life. Oh, the atmosphere of the church. 
It's very important the atmosphere that is in the church. We need a church with the atmosphere of the Holy Spirit. Praise God. Because in you, you have a seed. But if your seed, you put it in a place where there is no atmosphere of the Holy Spirit. Then that whatever attributes are in that seed, however good that seed is, nothing will come out. Praise God. Nothing will come out. Why? This seed is lacking the atmosphere. Once the seed is there, and it's a perfect seed, it needs the atmosphere. Praise God. There are many believers of the message who have buried their beings in churches where they don't even believe the baptism of the Holy Spirit is there. They don't believe in the power of the Holy Spirit. They criticize it. They call it emotions. They call it Pentecostalism. Yes, I will say, like Brother Bram said, that there is a lot of falsehood there, but there is a lot of the genuine article in the bus, about the bosom of the Holy Spirit, there is a genuine article. Although many have gone into fanaticism, but there is a genuine article of the bosom of the Holy Spirit like it was on that Pentecost. Like it was in the book of Acts. The genuine article is there. There are brothers and sisters who have received and who are receiving the genuine article of the baptism of the Holy Spirit. So if you bury your soul in an atmosphere, in a place where there is no Holy Ghost atmosphere. And you say, uh, is it a message church? I don't believe that. That every message church has the spirit of the message in it. Some of them are worse than Catholics. I mean it. Some of them are idolaters worse than Catholics. Some of them you'd rather belong to a Pentecostal church than to belong to them. Yes. We have had this argument where is the foolish virgin? The foolish virgin cannot be in the message. It is in the denomination. Others say it is not in the denomination. It is in the message. Brother, God does not measure you by association. 
Katonda takupima api moroku bancho inabantu boku atagana ubaba okulagana nabo. That you associate in the church called message. Nti olimu kanise itiwe kanise ubaka. He measures you by the article of his word. Akupima akoze sachi nyusi eche chigambo che. You could be in a message church. Oinzo kumera mkanise ubaka. But all you have there. And all that is taught to you. It measures with what a Pentecostal teaches. You can be in a message church and all that is given to you it is just at the level of a good Baptist church. So it's not about the names and the tags we put on. Because if all you have has given you only justification. Only justification. You are still filthy. You not clean at all. You are immoral. You are a smoker. You drink. But you're in a message church. You still love football. You still love worldly music. You still have tight clothes. You are in a message church. But with the, all the filth of the world in you. What does that mean? You are not sanctified. You may be justified. But if you are not sanctified, you are just in the level of Martin Luther. All that message that you claim to have received, what it has accomplished in you is what Martin Luther accomplished with his group. And then you can be in the message church. Yes, you are justified. You no longer wear short clothes. No tight clothes. No clothing. No drinking, no, 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 no smoking. No discourse, no dancing. No those worldly feel the things of the flesh. But that's all. No but no power of God. No baptism of the Holy Spirit. No fire. Even you cannot afford to pray for one hour. You are so, so weak. So weak. You can't even cast a demon. You have no supernatural experience. Not even a supernatural experience. You don't relate with God. If we start giving testimonies, someone will say, God spoke to me. God touched me. I felt the presence of God. Yeah, he had the voice of God. Yeah. For you, you are nothing you can give. So what do you have? All that you claim the message has accomplished what Wesley accomplished with his group. So, then comes a Pentecostal. 
a Pentecost is someone who has been justified, sanctified, and now entered into the spiritual realms. And he has encountered the supernatural. Amen. Amen. He has encountered the supernatural. He can give your testimony. How he prayed and he spoke in tongues. He can give your testimony. How he, can, how he sees visions. He can give your testimony. How God spoke to him. He can give your testimony. How he felt the presence of God. And how he has interacted with angels. Supernatural. That's a Pentecostal. That is the aeroplane age. The aeroplane age is now when man left the ground. Horse and buggy was ground. Automobile was ground. But the aeroplane was in the sky. Up there. And that means the supernatural. Yet still that is not enough. Praise God. That is not enough. So you can also end there. And all the Christianity you have ends there. But now the bright age is taking the whole word of God and living by the whole word of God. And that whole word of God by the revealed truth of this hour will make flesh. You know. Now I want you to see this. There is a a difference. There is a, a journey from the revealing of the word to manifesting the word. Now, this is the edge of the third pool. But the third pool has two sides. The revealing of the word. The revealing of the seals. The revealing of the mysteries. That is third pool. And that is seven thunders. That is adoption edge. In the, in the revelation form. You see, God told Brother Branham, store the food. Praise God, store the food. And he saw in a vision some little birds, little birds, they were trying to peck on that food, making no effect, but just some little, little pecking. And God told him, that is Branham Tabernacle. Those are little food birds trying to peck on the food. But the store is for the whole world. I want to tell you that even the people who sat in Brother Branham's meetings they never understood him. No. God just 
gave him a congregation that gave him a good atmosphere so that the food can be downloaded from heaven. There must be a congregation that has a good atmosphere They can say amen to pull the food from heaven, downloading the food. But that food, it has to be received by its people. Listen, don't expect the people who sat in Branham Tabernacle or the people who were in his family to understand the message better than you. The message was not sent for them. It was sent for the bride. The bride who was not even yet born. I'm not saying they were not the bride. No. I'm not saying they were not partakers. But I'm saying they were not the target. The food was aimed for the target. There was a target aim for that food. People who were not even born at that time. The Bible says in the days of the voice. Not in the days of the angel. But in the days of the voice. Of the seventh angel. That voice covers a whole long period of time. Even when the angel is gone, the voice is living on. In the days of the voice, brother, before he was born, many years before he was born, God sent a voice for me. He sent a food for me. And at the appointed time, it was to be received by his people. This is not a business of flesh and blood. I understand one time Brother Abraham was working with people. And he asked him what was taught on Sunday. Did you understand it? He said, uh, well, he asked did you understand? He said, well, Dad, I believe I understood it. He said, I, I, I know you didn't understand it. But time will come when it will be understood. Brother! Brother! Thus, not that those who sat there understood him. They must understand him the way you understand him. By listening to that voice or by reading that book and the spirit of God who is the church guiding into all truth he will guide you to catch to catch the mind of God. Brother Branham, Brother Branham said that the mind of Christ is in the bride. And she knows what to do with that one. The difference between the bride and any other people. She has the mind of God. When she reads that message, she does not read the verbal. She does not just catch the sound. She catches the very will of God. She catches the very mind of God. 
Amen. The very man. What did God intend to say? And what did he mean? What was he targeting? What was he describing? Praise God. You must not take me by what I say. But catch me by what I intend to mean. Brother Branham said 7,000. 700. Say there are 700 who did not bow their, bow, their knees to bow. And yet the Bible says 7,000. And then they came and asked him, Brother Branham. In questions and answers, they asked him, Did you mean 700 or 7,000? Was it 7,000 that did not bow, 700 that did not bow their need to bow or 7,000? He said, Well, of course it is 7,000. Don't take me by what I say, by what I intend to say. Amen. So what does that mean? You're able to catch the intent. Praise God. So the mind of God is in the bride. He said the bride is in love with Christ. He said it's like my wife. If I write to her later, I say, honey, you know I'm thinking about you. She understands what I mean. But any other person may not understand what I mean. Because she's in love with me, she's able to read between the lines and catch my mind. So the bride will be able to catch the mind of Christ because the mind of Christ is in her and she will do the will of God. That's why she cannot be deceived. Have you ever had a teaching Someone preaches. You have never read about a thing. And someone says, Brother Branham said this. Is that true? It sounds strange. You go to search the message, you find he never said that. The mind of God is in you. You are able to catch what God can say and what he cannot say. Because you have his character. Oh, blessed be the name of the Lord. Aren't you happy, friends? To know God sent food for you. Even before you were born. Praise God. That's why. We must not wait for any man to tell us what Brother Branham meant by what he said. No, no, no. We don't have to write any letter anywhere. The mind of God was sent to you as Praise Praise God. You are able to read it or to hear it and catch what it means. It is directed to you. No man is to understand it for you. 
Amen. Amen. What kind of a seed you are that shows just what is in you. You can't hide it. Whatever you are inside, it shows inside. You can't keep from it. You can't make that tree anything but what it is. It's going to be that way. The Holy Spirit transforms the seed that is on the inside of it. No matter what kind of seed it is, it will transform it. If it's evil, it will bring evil. If it's a hypocrite, it will bring for the hypocrite. If it's a genuine word of God, it will bring for a genuine son or daughter of God. Through a thinking man is filter. When the seed comes up, he comes through that. He produces a son and a daughter of God. We have seen people claiming the baptism of the Holy Spirit. But they live like devils. Well, nothing to condemn about that experience. Nothing to condemn about the power that they claim came upon them. It could be the Holy Spirit. But the Holy Spirit comes to quicken the seed the way it is. Praise God. Because the Holy Spirit is red. Hallelujah. Now, the teaching about the Holy Spirit, that's why it is very wide. It's very wide. So, you find people telling others that when they, before they receive the Holy Spirit, they are complete, nothing has taken place. They are not God's children until they receive the Holy Spirit. Well, that is not true. The Holy Spirit comes on God's children. Praise God. The Holy Spirit does not make you a child of God when you are a child of the devil. The Holy Spirit is rain. Can rain make sere blow can it? No. Rain comes to give power to what is in this seed. If it is evil seed, the Holy Spirit gives it power. To come it up, to come out. If it is a good seed, the Holy Spirit gives it power to come out. 
That's why we see when the Holy Spirit comes in a church, then you are bound to see all kinds of behaviors and conduct. Because even a liar that is there, even a sorcerer that is there, even the sorcerer that is there, now is going to be manifested. Even an idolater that is there is going to be seen. When the Holy Spirit falls in the church, Many times, there are many funny things that come up. They were there, but they needed power. They were there. The black jack has been there. Black jack has been there. But he didn't have power. When the rain fell, it had to grow. Even Bula uh, has been there, but without power. We have people who are evil even more than sorcerers. In this message, Brother Branham one time Brother Branham went he went in a meeting of ministers he tried to speak to them but they had very evil hearts they are not tolerant they are so strict about their denominational beliefs and everything that is not like them they have nothing to listen nothing to do with it they just kick it and brush it away no tolerance and then from there he went to the, to the sorcerers I think it was in South Africa South Africa yeah, it was sorcerers, people who, who do magicians. And then he started asking them, how do you do this? How do you do this? They started, how does this happen? They started explaining. He disagrees with them. He sees their reaction. And he said, by judging, these sorcerers had a better spirit than the preachers. Can you imagine a Christian is a minister, but he has a, a bad spirit. He can even kill in Jesus. Look at them. Pharisees. And said, I do the works of my father. You do the works of your father. They say, well, our father is Abraham. Said, I know Abraham is your father. But you seek to kill me. Something that Abraham could never do. You are of your father the devil. And the last of your father you will do. And finally they kill him. By demanding that he be killed. And Barabbas be released in his place. So the Holy Spirit brings up what is there. Amen. Amen. 
brings you up that what is there. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Now, I have said that before you receive the Holy Spirit, it does not mean that nothing has taken place. Or that you are not a child of God. Now, this is how you become a child of God. One, you were a child of God before the foundation of the world. And those that he foreknew, he will call. And none of it will get lost. Praise God. That is the first part. Two. As men as received him. He gave them power. To become. When you receive Jesus Christ. Genuinely. As your Lord and Savior. Something takes place. It's like a child conceived in a mother's womb. Mm-hmm. In nine months, you can feel, the mother can feel him. And it's feel, oh, my baby. My baby is kicking. My baby, my baby is moving. My baby. Today with the modern technology, they can even tell you what kind of baby you have in the womb. Whether it's a man or a woman. And you go to shop knowing what you're shopping for. But that child is not a born. So believe in Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Makes you a baby formed. That is before you receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. But you are a child formed. What does it mean to believe Jesus Christ? It means deciding to live, to follow, to be guided, to be ruled. By his word. Praise God. I thought I was going to finish this subject, but it's not possible. Because I'm about, just a few minutes, I'm closing. Why? Why can't I finish it? <laughs> Praise God. Now, when you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, many people do it unconsciously and they don't know what they are doing. Although they get the real thing, but let me tell, let me tell you what you're doing. It is not just, it's not just believing Jesus. Because Jesus, even denominations believe him. They even celebrate his birth. And they sing, the choir sing songs. And they talk good about him. His death, they talk about it. His death, they talk about it. His death. 
They even carry the crosses. They even wear them the clothes, the crosses. Jesus. Yes. So what is Jesus? Yes, Chechi. Jesus yes. is the word. Brother Branham said. Brother Branham Yagamba. It's like when you're accepting Jesus as your Lord and Savior. It's like a bride marrying. When you're marrying, you come here before the minister and you make a covenant to this person. Amen. Amen. Dear Jane, I take you to be my lawful wedded wife. Let me quote the woman now. Dear Jimmy, I take you to be my lawful wedded husband. I will love you. I will cherish you. In sickness and health, riches and poverty, I will forsake all other men and cleave to thee only till death do us part. Now, that marriage covenant must not be made just to make a good accent before the people. You must be speaking it from the heart. We have seen those who make it here. And before even a year end, they are running with others. And these, their spouses, they are not all that much in their hearts. So they didn't mean it. They cheated them. They, they deceived them. Amen? Amen. Now, the prophet said, when you also come and say, I accept Jesus to be my Lord and Savior, that is a marriage covenant that you're making. You may not say these words, but you are saying them in the few words you're saying. You are saying them. You must be meaning them. You say, Lord, I accept you as my Lord and Savior. I ask you to forgive my sin. And I will attend every fellowship. I don't know whether there's anyone here who said that word. When you are accepting Jesus Christ. But Brother Bram said, that's what you said. You may not have said it as in particular. But what you said, that's what it means. Every day, my church opens the door. I will be there. I will 
pay my tithes and offerings. He said that. If we had time, I could look for it. That's what you said when you're accepting Jesus Christ. You told him you will pay your tithes and offerings. Every money you ever get, a tenth belongs to God. You said that. That is the marriage covenant with Christ. And you said, I will read my Bible all the time. You said that. And you said, I will pray every now and then. You may not have said that in particular. But what you said is what you meant. You see, brother, sister, sister, even the marriage covenant between two people, husband and wife, their words they say by not audibly saying. Brother Branham said, Brother Branham Yagamba, a woman who denies a man his children. She has no right to claim to be his wife. Can you imagine? And some people interpret it that a woman who denies uh, sex to her husband. In other words, to them, okay, let me not go so much into that. We are a mixed congregation. But, it doesn't mean that exactly. Because not every person, no person can be ready every time. Though when my teaching for the for the for the for the couples, you know that. The Bible says the woman does not own her body. And the man does not own Your wife owns your body and your, your husband owns your body. So I mean there is no basis because a particular day or a particular time the wife was not in the right condition and she did not accept you and then you said the scripture says the quote says you will be misquoting and misplacing the word of God. But yet he said, a woman who denies the man his children has no right to claim to be his wife. What is that? In this modern world, there are women who don't want to give birth to, to children. They would rather hold puppies and Waki, cats. 
and nurse them as children. But they simply don't want to give birth to children. Children will spoil their shape. They don't want to give birth to children. If you marry such a woman, you read there and she said, me, I will never give you a child. We must adopt one. But I will never allow to conceive. Come quickly. Brother will tell you you're free. Go and seek for another wife. You didn't marry a wife. That one deceived you. On the day she made that vow, she was lying. I take thee to be my lawful wedded husband. Giving children was in that. Giving children for you was in that. Now, I don't, that does not mean women who naturally fails to have children. That is now in the other bracket of in sickness and health. But someone who knows in her heart that she will not have children, she doesn't want it. And then she commits herself to a man. In marriage, she is making a false vow. A vow she is not willing to fulfill. So, when you make that vow, there are a lot that is involved. So also, when you accepted Christ as your Lord and Savior, when you say, I accept Jesus Christ to be my Lord and Savior, prayer was there. Attending every fellowship was Attending overnight was there. Prayer and fasting was there. Reading the word was there. And obeying all that the word says was there. Obeying everything that the word says was there. If you believed Christ in that spirit, then, that is a conceived child in the womb. That is a conceived child. That is a seed that is waiting for water to burst out to transform it into attributes that is there. You must receive the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit gives that seed the power 
to bring out what is in it. But brother, it doesn't matter how many times you confess as the Lord as a Savior. It doesn't matter how many times you, you go in the water and baptize. But if you have that defiance to the word of God and that disobedience <laughs> that you'll be shown the word of God and saying it doesn't matter what you're reading to me doesn't matter I don't care you are defying you are you don't respect the word of God then the Holy Spirit can come on you but what is he coming to? He is coming to Serei. He's coming to a wild weed. You can even give us a testimony. You can jump up and down. You can roll the whole church. You can speak in tongues. You you can have a gift of the Holy Spirit. You can hear the voice of God speaking to you. You can have a gift of prophecy. You can pray for the sick and they get healed. By the Holy Spirit. But you are nothing but... Jack what? Black Jack. Black Jack. You are nothing but a black Jack Moving on for burning. There is nothing that you can equate to a soul obeying the word of God. No experience. Even if God takes you to heaven. And he takes you around the corners of heaven. And calls the angels and puts them on parade. And they all salute you. And you come back here with a testimony. That does not mean you have eternal life. Satan was there. He did not only visit there. But he was on the right hand side of God. But the sea, he was Satan by his seed. So no experience. Makes you a child of God. By be, but believing. Choosing to live and to obey the word of God and all of it needs fullness. The Holy Spirit only comes to give it power manifest what is there. What about if you don't receive the Holy Spirit? You can lose it. What is there can be lost. In the sea there is eternal life. You can lose it. It is like this. If you bury your granite or you bury your uh, maize in the ground or millage but the rain don't come. Water does not 
moistened it. All that is there will be lost. So a believer must receive the Holy Spirit. Jesus said he shall give you the power. What power? To manifest what is there. Let's stand. Because if I start, I can take another hour. Thanks be to the Lord. There is nothing you can equate to believing the word of God. No experience. Baptism of the Holy Spirit. Whether you see vision, whether you go to heaven and come back, no experience can equate faith in the word of God. That's why Paul would not even be threatened if you tell him I'm just an angel from heaven. Oh, I met an angel from heaven. He's the one who told me that. He said if an angel comes from heaven and preaches different from what we have given you here, let him be attacked. Nothing can equate the word of God. Praise God. That's why even of all gifts, there is nothing can be at the level of a preacher, of a minister. Supernaturally, there is no supernatural gift that comes even half to an inspired preacher of the word who gets the word of God and the spirit comes on him and he expounds it and he, he, he shows you between the lines and you catch the mind of God to know how to behave and how to go there is in all God's kingdom there is no gift that is on that level that is the highest level of God is way of speaking. That is the highest gifting. That is the highest authority. Brother Branham said a preacher behind the pulpit standing in the position of authority more than an archangel in the presence of God. Why? God exalted his word above anything. Because God is his word. In the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. When you defy the word you have defied God. Praise God. There are people the pastor can call 
All of ministers can call the other niche and he said, please, I want to meet you over this. They refused to meet him. You have refused God. They are blind, they don't know. If this is a minister of the word, he deserves respect. He is a mouth of God. He is God's dress. He is God's presence. When you defy him, you have defied God. Praise God. Like Paul said, I exalt my office. Let me also exalt my office. I am a preacher of the word. And other preachers, we don't want to you know to understand the authority of the ministry of the word of God. If a minister is a really inspired minister, and is guiding you by the word, then how do you justify him? Amen. Amen. And people don't understand. He may have never seen a dream that comes to pass. But if he is an inspired preacher who gets the word of God and puts it in the right context and your soul feeds that minister not just the flesh not just regarding the flesh, but that ministry, then you receive it as you are receiving God. Blessed be the name of the Lord. So when you say you believe Jesus as Lord and Savior, that's what it means. You believe the word. There are many people who have said believing Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior is a conception of a child in the mother's womb. But there are many people in the churches who are not that. They are not, that. They are not conceived children. They are church Join us. They don't have fear of the word. They have no respect of the word. Nothing. That's why you find on Sunday the churches are full. Other days they are not there. They cannot sacrifice to be in church. They are Sunday worshippers. They are a mixed multitude. And after that, they will live any kind of life. And you can't correct them. Even before you correct them, you better, you better be careful. Because the way they are going to answer you, you, are going, you will be hurt. You will be, you will be pricked. If you try to correct them or question anything, you are an enemy. They put on such an continence and they answer with such a voice. 
They are not children of God. There is nothing around them, no conception, no Christ, no seed, no no seed in their souls. They are nothing but, but, but a barren desert. And they cannot have eternal life. It's not possible. If the Holy Spirit falls, they can, it can fall on them because they are around when it is falling. So they can feel him. But feel him in the flesh. But he will never mean anything. He will never change them. They will never bear any, any, any attributes of Christ. Why? They never believed right. Praise be the name of the Lord. Amen. 